always love it when Leslie's here. Leslie, thank you so much. I was 10 when my mother went to heaven. And I remember a conversation with my father, and I think I've told some of you about this. She had cancer, and back in the late 60s, there wasn't an awful lot they could do. And I remember asking him if something could be done. They've come a long way in the last 45 years. And I remember him responding, he said, he said, I would trade places with her if I could. And that kind of sunk in. It was maybe my first glimpse of unconditional love, of sacrificial love. I would take that from them if I could. I would take all the bad if I could. My father remarried a widow. And her name was Mary Alice, and she was straight from heaven, also Akron in Mississippi. And I saw unconditional sacrificial love in her. She moved from small town America to Atlanta. She moved from taking care of her mother to a husband and five children. 11, 14, 17, 20, 23. Three of them still in her home. She went from cooking in a small pot to several large pots. She, uh, on Sundays, I recall, we were always allowed to bring somebody home to lunch with us. And it was very often a dozen people there. So I saw sacrificial love from her in many ways. I had a great mother, I had a great stepmother. My life has been very blessed. And my children have a great mother. Uh, next Saturday, we'll, we'll have been married 34 years if she puts up with me another six days. <laughs> and for all of our marriage, I've had another love. Uh, First Baptist Church of Aberdeen, Mississippi, or Fentress Baptist Church, or First Baptist Church of Henryville, Indiana, or First Baptist Church of Akron, Mississippi, or Hopewell Baptist Church, or First Baptist Church of Sandy Springs. And Jeannie has come in second on many occasions. Um, she's had to cancel vacations, change things because of emergencies. I was gone on her birthday this week. Uh, had to go to a funeral in Indiana. Left her on her birthday. And as a present, I let her do prairie for me Wednesday night. <laughs> for 34 years, I've never heard her complain about my involvement in church. Not the first time. Uh, she's been right there with me, always behind the scenes and all that I do, and I'm so very blessed. In the book Chicken Soup for the Soul, there's an article entitled A Mom's Life. And listen to words most mothers have spoken. Take your plate to the kitchen, please. Is that yours? Don't hit your brother. I'm talking to you. Did you brush your teeth? What are you doing out of bed? What do you mean there's nothing to do? Go outside, read a book, turn it down, get off the phone, take a jacket, do your shoes belong there, hurry up, did you go to the bathroom, stop it right now, give me a kiss, make your bed. <laughs> Clean your room, sit up, just try a little bit, go to your room. I'm not giving you mushrooms, I cook that for your part without them. Is your homework done, buckle up, just wait till your father gets home. <laughs> it's exhausting. If you ever read Proverbs 31, <clears throat> who can find a virtuous woman, and it talks about what a woman does. It's exhausting. In Proverbs 31, do you know if, if you know the scripture, you know what her husband does? You know the description of him, what's he doing? He's sitting at the gates, that's all he does, and she's doing everything. <laughs> 
Uh, Exodus 20:12. you know this one maybe best of all. Honor your father and your mother, so that your days may be long in the land that your Lord your God has given Exodus 21:5 shows how revered they are. Whoever strikes father or mother shall be put to death. That seems a little harsh. Look at this one, Exodus 21, 17. Whoever cursed his father or mother shall be put to death. It's one of my dad's favorite verses, and I never gave it a try. <laughs> so God shows us in his word that, that mothers are special. And I'm reminded how fortunate I have been and how fortunate I continue to be. So today we're going to talk about unconditional love. Before we go further, let's pray. Lord, we all come from different backgrounds different experiences and yet we have in common that you love us unconditioned and so today we will celebrate that even at times when we've not been very loving so father help us to be loving help us to be who you want us to be make us better when we go after when we came in in jesus name we pray one of the ways that children learn is through repetition. Do you remember standing over a, 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 a little baby going, dad, 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 you do that until they can form that? And they learn that. We teach them the ABCs and numbers through repetition. God does the same thing with us, so we get it. And Psalms 136 is one of those repetitious sections of Scripture that God is trying to speak something into us. You'll see a common thread in Psalm 136. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of God, for His steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of Lords, for His steadfast love endures forever. Do you see anything common yet? Have you noticed anything? When you see the common part, you speak along with me. I'll do the first part, you do the second. Verse 4, who alone does great wonders for his steadfast love endures forever. That's when you were supposed to talk in church, all right? Now's the time when it's okay to talk in church. Who by understanding made the heavens for his steadfast love endures forever. Who spread out the earth on the water for his steadfast love
good all flesh. For his steadfast love is forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven. For his steadfast love is forever. If you're awake, you notice the theme there. For his steadfast love endures forever. What we did is largely what they did when it was written. This psalm, psalm was used in worship. And so a priest would say the first part, the congregation would respond. Or a singer would sing the first part, and the choir would respond. For his steadfast love endures forever. Psalm 36, it, it walked us through history. And you can all write your Psalms 36 about all of the events in your life and about how his steadfast love has endured forever. I moved away to college and his steadfast love endured. I went to elementary. You could just fill in the blanks and his steadfast love has endured forever. In other translations, the word steadfast love is translated as mercy. The original Hebrew word is the word hesed. It means kindness, favor, mercy, really unconditional love. Think about this for a minute. In your history, what have you deserved from God? In your history, what have you deserved from God? Is it steadfast love, kindness, favor, and mercy, or a good, swift zap? <laughs> Some of us maybe think zapping is what we deserve. We have to understand that God loves us unconditionally. More than our mothers ever did, will, or could, or our grandmothers, or anyone on this earth. This is staggering to me because I have been loved. I've had great examples. But Psalms 36 uses that repetition to teach us that His love endures forever for you and for me. I say this quote for years, I don't know who spoke it. But they said this, they said, God's love, unlike man's, remains consistently and forever the same. It is not altered by circumstance or by what man is or becomes, is not or does not become. It is fixed. And so our job as Christians are to show, is to show that type of love to the world around us. When Jeannie and I were married 34 years ago, May the 14th, 1983, I had a certain definition of love. That definition has changed. It has grown as it should. And so today my definition of love towards my wife is I love you, period. There's no conditions. I, I just love you, period, no matter what. But it took a while to get there. And when we figure out that God loves us, period, it really lets a lot of pressure off of us, God. If we love Him, if we call upon Him, He loves us. Something that we are to be known for is love. 1 John chapter 4, beginning at verse 7, are words of encouragement and a great example of how we ought to live. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much He loved us by sending His one and only Son into the world, so that we might have eternal life through Him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sin. 
Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. But if we love each other, God lives in us. And His love is brought to full expression in us. I saw a lot of great examples of love this week. Going to Henryville, Indiana, uh, to do the funeral of a dear saint of God, Margaret Green, who loved us and has a loving family. It was great to see them. But I was so excited to see the church that Jeannie and I were at in Henryville from 1987 to 1990. Uh, they were in pretty bad shape when we got there. They had a public relations problem because they've been fussing and fighting and feuding over the years. We tried to help as best we could and God called us back to Mississippi uh, in 1990. We prayed for them every day. They've had ups and they've had downs. About four years ago, a tornado hit the church. We were above them in Indiana at Hopewell and in Henryville. They were on the national news and there were people in the church when it hit. And they were struggling. And when the tornado hit, people started sending them money and gift cards and helping them. Help from all over, not just the United States, but the world. And so the church made the decision that every penny that comes in will go out. We're not going to save a dime of this. We're going to do whatever we can with the money. And so they started helping people rebuild their houses. And they started helping people in any way they could. And one of the things they did that they didn't think much of is they put siding on a lady's house. Just vinyl siding on a lady's house. Her insurance didn't cover everything, so they covered the rest. Toby, the pastor there, told me uh, on the way to the great side about that. And he said, we were talking about the public relations issues that they had once upon a time. He said, David, he said, now it's so good. He said, there was a pastor that stood up at the pulpit in a church in our city. And he talked about their church member who was the lady who received the signing. And he said, she's not even, not even going to church there. And they did that for her. They said this. He said, I want our church to become as loving as First Baptist Church of Henry Hill and they overcame the public relations nightmare. Because of love. You have been loved. You are loved. But remember that God's love endures forever. Forever. People come and go. But His steadfast love for you and for me endures forever. Let's pray for God.